This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. And our next story comes from Pakistan. Three days ago, there was a flare-up at the Pak-Afghan border, the Turkham border to be precise. This is where the two sides exchanged heavy fire over some alleged violations by the Pakistani side. And three days on, the firing has ceded, but the border remains tense. According to the Pakistani media, the Turkham border remains shut and thousands of trucks are stuck. They have not moved an inch since Sunday. Just how many trucks am I talking about? 6,000 give or take. They have been stuck on both sides with businesses facing losses. Truckers and local residents are saying that the differences between the authorities are making the common man suffer. They are blaming both sides for failing to resolve the issue. Let's listen in to some voices. I'm traveling from Peshawar to Jalalabad. I have green chilies, green okra, cucumbers and tomatoes in my truck, which have started oozing water. It's a huge loss. All these things are worth millions of rupees. It's a loss for the owners. If they asked us to turn back now, we can't even do that because we don't have money for fuel. The border has been closed for the past two to three days because of the wrong policies of both governments. There is a huge loss to trade, again owing to bad policies from both sides. Around 20% of the trade that happens from here, import and export, is stranded. This is a loss for our country, as well as for the transport system. They should make better decisions to encourage business and increase trade. And such is the scale of this crisis that Pakistan's defense minister had to go all the way to Kabul to discuss this. I am talking about Khwaja Mohammad Asif. On Wednesday, he met Mullah Abdul Ghani Baradar, Taliban's acting deputy prime minister. The two sides discussed tensions at the border and the many prevailing points of contention. Were they able to arrive at a consensus? We are yet to find out. This episode is intriguing. It tells you how the Taliban is proving to be a menace for Pakistan. How the same Pakistan that vouched for the Taliban is now caught in a bitter border standoff with it. A standoff which has refused to die down for over a year now. For the unworst, Pakistan and Taliban have been arguing over the Durand Line, this 2700 kilometer long border which separates the two sides. This border was drawn by the British, but it was rejected by the Afghans, primarily because it divided Pashtun communities, a historical headache that has resurfaced since the Taliban came to power. You see, the Taliban have refused to endorse the Durand Line. They say that there should be no borders among Muslims, especially not among the Pashtun community, which comprises Taliban's ranks. In fact, why just the Taliban? Since 1947, successive Afghan governments have rejected the Durand Line. They have promoted the cause of one Pashtunistan, the home of Pashtuns. And Pakistan does not want this. 
So it is discreetly trying to bolster the border and secretly installing new fences to demarcate it. And every time the Taliban catches Pakistan, there is a flare-up, which culminates into cross-border firing. And this border face-off is just one problem. As of now, Islamabad is sinking in a pool of multiple crises. The border is on the boil. The economy is in a mess. The TTP is on the offensive. And the opposition is up in arms. Have a look at this headline. The Pakistan Tehreek e Insaf, which is Imran Khan's party, has launched a new movement. What kind of movement? They are calling it Jail Bharo or Fill the Prisons. PTI leaders are presenting themselves for arrest. They are forcing themselves inside police vans in Lahore. The optics being dramatic to say the least. Have a look at this. You have to give it to Pakistani politicians. They do have a pension for drama. The question is, why are they doing this? Well, to prevent their leader from getting arrested, the one and only Imran Khan. The Pakistan government wants to put him behind bars for inciting terror in the country. That's right. That's the charge that he faces at this point. He has been accused of trying to incite unrest. And what is this all about? The Azadi march that he launched in October 2022. Remember, he rallied his supporters across the length and breadth of Pakistan. But many of them reportedly indulged in vandalism and tried destroying public property. Three months on, Imran Khan is facing the heat from the government to the courts to the election commission. They all seem to have joined hands against him. Again, I'm not saying this. Imran Khan's supporters are. And as if this wasn't enough, Pakistan's National Accountability Bureau is also after the former leader. Reports say the body has summoned Imran Khan and his wife, Bushra Bibi. Why is that? To record their statements in the Toshkhana gifts controversy. Now, you may recall that Imran Khan was accused of selling state gifts from Pakistan's treasure house. And these gifts were apparently sold with the help of Bushra Bibi's friend. This allegedly happened during his tenure as Prime Minister of the country. Now he is out of power, but he is still in deep trouble. Now, here's the thing. For a country that is neck deep in debt, for a country that has no money left, what should be the priority according to you? Jailing a former Prime Minister? or getting the economy on track? This is a question that Islamabad must ask itself. <laughs>